Good morning, family. It's good to be together, isn't it? Hello, Hannah. I, I love this. I love being at church with you guys so much. This is family time, and this is fun time. Yeah. I mean, we you you start out singing and praising, and this is my favorite. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. He's alive. Yeah. You know, you know, we come together, and it's good to celebrate. Isn't mm-hmm. that right? It is. I mean, I've had fun this morning. Has anyone had fun yet? Yes. Really? I mean, we really should. This should be one of the funnest places to come, and you get to see people. It's good to see people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay, go ahead, Audrey. Okay, I'm... well, we, we just had just wanted to say a big thank you to the marriage group here and James, and you guys have just done an incredible job of setting this up, and um, thank you for joining us. But today, we've been praying about today because we knew there was something very specific for those who would be in church this morning because God has a gift for you. We're like, Lord, you know these hearts. You know exactly what they need, and you're the Holy Spirit, so you're able to speak beyond our words and speak to you exactly what you need. So go ahead and be full of anticipation because this is going to be God's word for you. Yeah. This has been a schmooze it up weekend. What? What did you say, Bob? Did you schmooze. say schmooze it up? Schmooze it up. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, uh, Ben and Kara came to us and they said, hey, we want to do a marriage weekend. And we said, we'd love to. And so yeah. we kind of came up with the idea of schmooze. Yes. How many, how many know what schmooze is? Have you I looked really it up? I really don't want to the- know what schmooze is. <laughs> Well, what you might not know is that word in our brainstorming little session we had, our brainstorming sesh we had, it comes from a Canadian cake called schmoo cake. Schmoo's cake. Yes, and I'm from Canada, I'm, and um, this is, I love my country. It's a very wide, big, expansive, beautiful, nature-filled country mm-hmm. that I'll always be grateful for. I'm also grateful to be an American citizen as well. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, but in, there was this cake called schmoo cake that my mom would make, and she's watching online right now. So if you really, she loves, her ministry is cooking and baking for people. So if you want one, just let me know. I'll put your order in. But it's this angel food-ish kind of, it's an angel cake that's got this tons of whipped cream in between tons of layers with caramel on top, and then toasted pecans on top. And then we all just say, yes. To that. Right. So I just want to give you a little background. This isn't spiritual or even important. But you know, that is But that, it will benefit but, your life. But I wouldn't but then I wouldn't It be, will expand you. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know that before you came in. So we have a son, Robert, that still lives at home. He's nineteen. And never fails. He walks downstairs as soon as I'm up, seven eight he's a morning person, and he comes down with a fun fact. He goes, Mom, did you know this or did you see this video? He's always got a fun fact. So that's your fun fact for today. Now you know what schmoo cake is. All right. Well, this, <laughs> this morning we want to take a look at Philippians. And uh, we're just going to kind of roam all the way through that entire book. We're going to do the Philippians flip. Is that all right? Yeah. And uh, Philippians is really quite uh, a unique of the Pauline epistle in that it really doesn't have a theological or a doctrinal theme to it. It's really a thank you letter. And he just writes and he just expresses a whole lot of gratitude. And uh, it's a wonderful, encouraging letter to read so that in whatever circumstance you may find yourself in, we can always be what? 
thankful, grateful, absolutely. And so how many have found ourselves in different situations in these last years or so? We have. But I don't want circumstance to determine my direction or to dictate my life. And I can learn to be thankful in whatever situation I am placed in. Is that right? One thing that I said over the weekend was this, and I believe it with all my heart. Gratitude, thankfulness, opens the door or a portal to infinite possibilities. With a thankful heart, yes. I believe that we begin to experience the impossibilities made possible through God. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? Good. All right, everyone. I want you to use your imagination and imagine a stream. So everyone think about the word stream. Okay, everyone thinking about, make a picture, make a movie of this stream. Have everyone got one? How many can see mountains around your stream? How many saw mountains? How many saw grass? How many saw stones in the stream, in the brook? How many just saw bubbles as the stream was going? Philippians, the book of Philippians, talks about an endless stream. And now think of this stream as endless, an endless stream of joyful encouragement because of our relationship with Jesus. Wow. I think the bubbles are the joy, right? Like we've got this endless stream of joyful encouragement because of our relationship with Jesus. And so today as we focus on that, we're going to talk about how that affects our inner journey or it impacts our inner response, but it also helps us with our outward design. So it's an inner response to this joy and an outward design to this joy and this encouragement. We're going to do both. Yeah. Because we can. Yes. Philippians 1.6 says this, I am confident that the creator who has begun such a great work among you will not stop mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed one, our liberating king, returns and redeems this world. He who has begun a good work in you is faithful. faithful. Just poke your neighbor, just say he's faithful. He's faithful. He's not stopping midstream. Right. He's, faith he's going to complete it in you. He's faithful. One of the, the most beautiful characteristics, I believe, of, of the character of God is faithful. We sung about it this morning. Wasn't that incredible? Singing about the faithfulness of God, his goodness, one of my favorite characteristics. So daily, what I want to do then is I want to grow in the wisdom, in the application of his faithfulness and his goodness in my life. Philippians 1.9 then goes on and says, Father, may their love grow more and more in wisdom and in insight. See, I, I, I don't, I want, I want it to be my experience, but I want to be deeply rooted. I, wisdom is the, is the application of truth. So again, it's not just that intellectual understanding or the knowing mm -hmm. of, but it is that experience. It's taking the truth of God and the realities of God and really experiencing it as my own. I want to know him as faithful. Yes. I want to experience his faithfulness in my life. When you experience an individual, a friend who is faithful, what you do is you lean into them and you trust them. You see, and that is faith expressed. 
when you have faith in God, you move towards and you trust in him. Why? Because I have a heart full of confidence that he is faithful. And when he is faithful, that does give me what? Joy. Mm-hmm. That joy, that confidence, that uh, hope, that joyful anticipation that everything that he says about himself is mm-hmm. true and it can and will become my reality. So this is me in my gratitude. I am want to begin to open that portal to begin to experience the faithfulness of God being, ex- uh, being realized in my life. Um, before, as James was um, just introducing us, we talked about the equation of a heart belief. That it's, we can get, we can tell you, you guys, you're at church day. We're going to give you a ton of information, right? Yeah. But unless you have the experience, it doesn't become your heart belief. Because information doesn't change your life. Knowledge doesn't transform you. But when you, that's why I even had you imagine this dream. Because now there's something more than just the words dream. You're seeing the movie. You're seeing the picture. And you're imagining, wow, there's an endless stream of joyful encouragement that's for me in my secret place. There's a stream in the garden of my secret place, which is so cool. And so it's important to, to just bring an experience with the words. Does that make sense? Yes, you have the words, but now we have the experience. So when Bob, that we're going to go through probably 15 highlights of the book of Philippians, of our 15 of our favorite books, uh, favorite verses throughout the whole book. And that first one, he who began a good work in you is faithful. That really encourages me because there are some days that I thought, wow, I don't know. But then it's, he's the alpha. He's the omega, omega. He won't give up on me. He's not done yet. And I have a memory. You guys, I want to share an experience with that verse because we had turned it into a song. Does, that, does anyone love it when you turn a verse into a song? Because then it, then it becomes something. Okay, do you guys know that song? He who began a good work in you. James knows that song. <laughs> He'll be faithful to complete it. Bum, bum, bum. He'll be faithful to complete it. This is a song that you sing not to Jesus, but to each other. So I want you to look at someone and say, he who began a good work in, he who, keep going, began a good work in you. Sing it to someone else. He'll be faithful to complete it. Bum, bum, bum. He'll be faithful to complete it. Bum, bum, bum. He who started our work will be faithful to complete it in you, 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 you. I thought we were already on point number three. <laughs> oh. We went oh, back to number oh, one. Oh, we're on number one, baby, because this is, I, this is important. Because when you sing that to someone in oh, their eyes. Oh, they won't forget this. Yes. <laughs> bump, bump, bump. Hashtag you're welcome. Because you're going to need to know that sometime. Or you need, need to have that in you to sing it to someone else. Because someone might be going through a hard time and just start singing. He who began a good work in you. Bump, bump. Began a good work in you. He'll be faithful to complete it. Bum, bum, bum. He who started the work. He'll be faithful to complete it in you. Bob, I'm sorry. I I just don't know what Ben's going to do for the Spanish (laughs) service next. 
<laughs> yeah, Ben's gonna have to translate this. Bum bum. It's the same in every language, guys. Bum bum bum. One family, every language. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That encourages me. That was an experience right mm -hmm. there. So you did the song. Does that mean I do the dance? Yes, I was hoping. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Ain't happening. Okay. All right. I'm lost now, baby. Oh, well, you were, you were on a roll. Hmm? He who began. Yeah, we did that. And daily I can grow in yep. love and wisdom. You did that. Okay, number three. Because we had 15. See, this is not. This is 15 things is we're going to say today. This is not a good thing. This is not how you do preaching notes. Okay. <laughs> you do not have 15 points. Well, we do today because it's a whole book. It's the whole book of Philippians, and there's 15 really good points. All right. Number I think they'll remember number one. Okay, good. Number two, daily I grow in wisdom and love. Mm -hmm. That word daily is a big deal because every day keeps getting better. Mm -hmm. Can I just do number three, and then you can do four, five, six? I'm sure. Okay. Number three is Philippians 1, verse 10. And it says this, and they will be able to examine and determine the best apart from everything else. You will be able to examine something, anything, whether it's a choice you need to make, where it's a decision for your day, you'll be able to examine and then determine the best choice, the best decision, the best direction apart from everything else. I just love the word best. I just love making the best decision apart from everything else. And because of that, that endless stream of joy and encouragement in your life, and because you daily grow in love and wisdom, you will be able to examine and determine the best apart from everything else. Good. I am filled. This is Philippians 1.11. I am filled with the fruit of righteousness. Righteousness. I think a lot of times when we hear those types of terms, because... You know, um, it's not an everyday word, you know, righteous, you know. I think young people have kind of picked it up a little bit and they say, oh, man, that's so righteous, you know. <laughs> isn't, isn't that right? They have, right? Yeah, I thought Back so. Back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, is that right? I think so. Is it that old? I, I'm pretty sure. That was a, a 90s word. Oh, now word. they're all laughing at me. <laughs> it's so right. Yes, thank you. I'm still hip. That's why I got slacks on. That's what they call them, right? Slacks. That dude's wearing slacks. I'm probably the only one in the room. Everyone's got jeans on. But I wore slacks. Anyway, let's get back to the notes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. We're not in conference right now. We're, yeah. we're actually in service. We need to behave. Oh, do we need to be more <clears throat> profound? I thought, well, because it's a Sunday morning. Okay, go for it. it that's your job. That was never my job. <laughs> I am filled with the fruit of righteousness. Righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness. Righteousness, too often we view it as good or bad behavior. You know, we link it to that. But to in righteousness, what it is is more this. As it should be. Hmm. See, the righteousness of God, as it should be in my life, 
the righteousness of God, his very nature and character, as it should be expressed in our relationship. When it's righteous, all of a sudden I begin to experience his healing, you know, and his, his fullness in my life. Righteousness is as it should be. Hmm. So then I'm able to put off what I, what, what is not of his, but then in righteousness, I put on what is his. He is my righteousness. And so then I adapt and I am in him and he is in me. He is my as it should be. Right. So I can, I'm able wow. then to take a look at the life of Jesus and I can then say, uh-huh, that's how it should be for me. Jesus came and demonstrated not just what the Father looked like or what God looked like, but he says, this is what a righteous life looks like. This is the demonstration of righteousness as it should be. Isn't that good? Yeah. So I, again, I want his realities to truly become mine. And so in <clears throat> verse 11 of chapter 1, and on the day of the anointed one, the day of his judgment, let them stand pure and blameless, filled with the fruit of righteousness, righteousness. that ripens through the anointed one, Jesus. You see, there is this growth, this maturing. This is um, the development of his life being expressed in and in through me. When people encounter me, I want them to experience the as it should be in relationship with God. Mm. Isn't that good? Okay. Number five. Oh, just, just, let's just, just say things with our mouth. We're creating experiences here. I, and that's that line, I am filled with the fruit of righteousness. You know what word I really love? Filled. I'm actually filled up. So everyone just say, I am filled with the fruit of righteousness. That's exciting. Number five, everyone say, I am motivated by love. We all have things that motivate us to get out, of, get out of bed in the morning. We have things that motivate us to make that phone call, motivated to go to work or do what you got to do. Motivation is a thing. Motivation is the fuel. It's the drive. It's the why. It's why you're doing this thing. But let us, as the family of God, mm -hmm. be motivated mm -hmm. by love. Because as disciples of Jesus, really it comes down to the most two simple things. We, we grow in God. And we walk in love. That's what we are to do on this earth in the kingdom of God. So let's be motivated by love. And the scripture here in Philippians 1, 15 and 16 says, Others are driven. That's another word for motivated. Others are driven by selfish ambitions and personal agendas. And their motivations aren't true. Motives aren't true. And I, I also know that there are others who are preaching the anointed one from the goodness motivated by love. So that's us. Let's be motivated by love. Let's, let's let love wake us up in the morning. Let us have love to, to be our alarm that says, wake up. We've got lots to love today. We're going to love God. We're going to love others. Wake up because we've got some loving to do. Yeah, you're going to go to work, but you're going to love at work. You're going to talk to your kids and cook and do stuff, but let's do it motivated by love. What a great idea. So, again, remember that we're looking at my inward response and my outward design. Mm -hmm. So, again, I want to take responsibility for what's going on inside of me. 
And what's happening inside of me and in my life, I then step into co-laboring with God in designing my best life. I want to design with him. I'm designing my life with God. You see, I, I, I have huge influence in the relationship that I have with my wife. I have huge influence with the relationship that I have with my children and with others. So I want to care for what's going on on the inside. I want to experience his righteousness in me, but then recognize I am crafting hmm. and I am designing my best life in God. Yes. Okay? So I just, I, again, I don't want you to just sit by and in, in, in happen chance, you know, oh, this will, you know, I'm just waiting on him. N no, in my waiting, it's an active pursuit. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew, Renew their, their strength. Mind. You see, joy, as Audrey has been saying, joy is your fuel. And so there's a place where joy then comes in and renews your strength. But in my waiting, it's not a passive thing. Uh, the acronym that I use for that, W-A-I-T, in my waiting, I'll find myself worshiping. I'll guard my attitude. I'll intercede on behalf of others, and I'll, re and I'll keep a teachable heart. You see, as I wait upon him, this is me in my active pursuit. So then moving on here, and these are my motives, but then what I want to do is then embrace humility. Mm -hmm. Humility. Humility, I love this, because a lot of times you see it as someone who's just like, oh, no. No, I don't deserve that. No, 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 thank you. Appreciate it, but no, thanks. You know, I'm just humble. No, no. <clears throat> to be humble is to agree with God's view and opinion with nothing more or nothing less. If he says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, therefore I am. Nothing more, nothing less. You see, that's authentic humility. So in humility, then, I do step into the truth of my identity, of my dignity, of my value and worth. So then I know who I am, and I can roll my shoulders back. You know, I don't go around, but in humility, I promote his righteousness as it should be in my life. He gave such a great price then why wouldn't I want that then to be my reality? You see, because I, he's designed everything as good. You see, at his right hand are his what? Pleasure forevermore. He is a good God. We say all these things, but in that, in that initial, original design, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it, and that is his goodness being extended towards you okay so everything in creation is good day one of creation and it was good day two good. three four five good 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 in that word good there it's harmonious day one was harmonious with with three as three was with five as five was with two you see, it's the harmony of God. So as I then, in humility, choose to walk in 
harmony, I begin to experience his faithfulness and his righteousness in my life. See, I want to get all encouraged in here in Philippians. Is that all right? And it's his joy that it becomes my strength. So, okay, so can I just, so so you can read this in a second. So I'm motivated by love. I know we did that. So love woke you up, and oh. then you embrace true humility. Oh, is that what it yes. is? Yes. Okay. So when you embrace, because that's what the scripture here says to embrace. So when, so what does the word embrace mean? It's an action word. Okay. Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. We're in public. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Literally, like, this is how we're creating experiences. This is how I'm helping you with your beliefs, to not just hear words, but to literally take these words and make an experience. I'll give you lots of words. Yeah. Okay? And she'll make a picture for you. (laughs) Yes. So now, let love wake you up in the morning, and then give humility a huge hug. And say, wow, I'm in agreement. This is who I am. Of who God says I am. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll take a look. This will be then Philippians 2, 1 through 4, and I'll just kind of skip through it real quick. And it's, and I'll just pull this out and it says, here's one thing that would make my joy complete. Yes. And Paul is speaking here and he says, come together with one mind and one spirit and purpose sharing in the same love. Let's get together. This is unity. Mm Mm-hmm. This, there's this oneness that we can explore and the unity of oneness. Uh, we, we can move mountains. I mean, it's, it's amazing what we can do. Now, in this oneness, it doesn't mean sameness because we all come with uniqueness and, and differences and gifting. Yes. But we create that harmony. And now, I, it went, because when I know who I am, and I sing my song, and, and again, I'm a high-functioning me, now all of a sudden I become a gift. Yes. Now, now I come fully prepared, yes. ready to give. And yes. Paul says, man, he says, be complete in this. Come together, people. You know, recognize that you belong. And so uh, I was reading uh, over the weekend, and um, all these crazy face ID stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, it's me. <clears throat> okay, now where'd it go? And it's uh, Galatians chapter 6. And it says this, And don't allow yourselves to be weary and, or disheartened in planting good seed, but uh, in good seeds. For the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. And I just see that as such a a personal word of encouragement for you, collectively, personally. But for you collectively, here as we are as a family together, there's a harvest of, there is a harvest coming. Verse 10 says, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to your brothers and sisters in the family of, of, of the faith. Be good to one another. You know, Paul is writing here in Philippians, and he says, my joy would be complete if I began to see the unity, the oneness that that would happen as you would come together. There's such a great harvest, yet 
ahead for you. When I take a look at a, um, at a building program or a fundraiser for a facility, you see, it, it's not about brick and mortar. It's about how do we best love our community? How do we best fulfill God's calling on our lives collectively? What could we do? You see, and see, this is us coming together. So I just want you to begin to see that there is yet a harvest that awaits you. Continue to remain faithful in the sowing of seed, but recognize there isn't a farmer that sows seed that doesn't anticipate a harvest. Be faithful, keep sowing the seed, but recognize that within my heart, there's going to be harvest. There's going to be a harvest of righteousness in my relationships, in my marriage, in my home, in our fellowship. There, we're, we have to, you know, um, you know, grow or expand our storehouse. I love what's happening on Thursday evenings, you know, with the uh, food bank or the food service. I mean, this is you all loving, you know, your community and anticipate everyone anticipate growth man we got to get ready for it okay we got to make space for it we're going to grow is that exciting good all right so um and that was it yeah so the scripture here says embrace true humility and the very next word here in philippians says and then lift your heads and extend love to others so as soon as, you, as soon as you've embraced humility, now you can lift up your heads because whenever you lift up your head, you say, you're going to go above. Lifting, lifting your head means I'm going to go above my present circumstances, my fears that are coming at me or any thoughts that are coming to me. This is my inner life. This is the inner journey that I'm going to lift my head above that and I'm going to extend love to others. And the reason this is so powerful because God knows that as we extend love to others in our pain, in our hurt, when we're not doing well, when we start loving others unconditionally, it seems that everything just aligns in the harmony of God because it then says this. It says, Get beyond yourself. You guys, get beyond yourself. If you stay in yourself, you're going to get bored, lonely, and feel and get introspective. And when you get introspective, you're going to get in trouble. Because that only leads to some downward spiral stuff, if you know what I mean. If you're going to sit around at ho- in your house and get all introspective and hang out with yourself and yourself isn't even doing that well, then <laughs> you and yourself are going to... Go to scary places. So that's why scripture is so practical. It says, embrace humility, lift up your head, get above it, and then just start extending love to others. Think of a way. Come Thursday night. Look after the kids on Sunday. Think of things that you've never even thought you could do. Oh, my gosh. And, pro- and, and get beyond protecting your own interests. Uh-oh. This is, this is good scripture word right here. <laughs> Get beyond yourself and protecting your own interests. Be sincere and secure your neighbor's interests first so that you will desire and do what pleases God. I love, humility really is just not being selfish and not thinking about yourself but getting beyond yourself. That was Philippians 2, 1 to 4. Okay. Oh, I love number seven. Well, I'm sure. Don't complain. Done. Go on to number eight. 
You don't, you don't, you don't need to expound on that. Just write it down. Don't <laughs> complain. And then don't, actually don't. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> when you feel like it, just don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's really quite simple. Just don't. This is 2.14. Philippians 2.14. Just don't do it. What am I supposed to do? Don't do that. But I don't get it. No, no, you get it. You just but, don't want to do it. <laughs> you just want to complain. But nobody understands me. All right. But nobody gets me. Nobody hears me. So let's complain. <laughs> get beyond isn't, your, that, isn't that the truth? It's right in the scripture. Get beyond yourself and, and don't complain. It's amazing how it'll just feed your heart. And you'll start streaming. This is the endless stream of joyful encouragement. This is so practical. <laughs> a little too practical. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read a different book. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought today was an encouraging word. It is. Just don't complain. Life will go better for you. There you go. All right. Uh, what I want to do is I, I want to ex expedite. That, you know, that means speed things up a little bit. Oh, okay. Bit. And, uh, <clears throat> and so what I'd like to do is uh, is that uh, my identity is secure? Mm -hmm. uh, chapter three, nine to eleven. If you're making notes, I'll give you fifteen points, like every good pastor should. Uh, number nine. I'm charging ahead. Okay, I, I am moving forward. I'm not stagnant. Okay. Can I just say one thing about that one? You I sure? know you're expediting, uh -huh. but this is my favorite one because there's, it's such a movie. Because um, I, I remember years ago, I actually remember where I memorized the scripture. In, like, you memorize scripture, but then you memorize in a different translation and everything changes. And I memorized this in, in the Passion Translation, or maybe it was New Living, I don't even know. But anyway, it, it, it's, so can you guys make a movie with me? Close your eyes and just, um, just say, I, so make, as your movie, you're closing your eyes, say, I'm charging on. So see yourself charging on, and you're seeing the movie, right? And you're gaining everything that Jesus has in store for you. So charge on, start gaining everything that Jesus has in store for me. And then just say, and nothing will stand in my way because he has grabbed me and he won't let me go. So just charge ahead. Grab everything that Jesus has in store for you, every promise. Because nothing's going to stand in your way. Because he's grabbed you. He's running with you. He's charging ahead with you. And he literally just won't let you go. And then, and then um, it goes on to say in Philippians, brothers and sisters, I haven't arrived, but there is this one thing I'm doing. And then just to see this as your eyes are closed, I'm leaving my old life behind. Just say it. Do you see it behind you? Do you see yourself charging? I'm leaving my old life behind. And now put everything on the line for this one mission. And now you're doing even better. Eyes closed. I am sprinting. See yourself sprinting. It's been a long time since I've sprinted personally, but I can do it in my secret place. I am sprinting towards the only goal that counts. So just sprint towards a big sign that says the only goal that counts and just start sprinting towards that to cross the line and win the prize and hear God's call to resurrection life that is found exclusively in Jesus, the anointed one. What a beautiful scripture. What a beautiful experience. 
Yes, girl, I just had to. It was just, there was such a, there's such a picture. If we're going to talk about experiences, we have to have them. Mm. Instead of just say, let's have an experience. Let's actually create, because yours look different than anyone else's. Do you realize how personal this is when you create that movie? Your sign looked different than everyone else, and you were sprinted different than everyone. Well, you sprinted all the same, but you, you, yours is personal and your own. Okay. Thank you, Bob. No, it's wonderful, babe. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to give you 11 to 15. 11. <laughs> He's going to expedite. Yeah, yeah. So number 11 is uh, rejoice. Most of all, this is for, uh, chapter 4, 4 and 5. Most of all, friends, always rejoice in the Lord. Always rejoice in the Lord. I never tire of saying it. Rejoice. Mm-hmm. Keep your gentle uh, nature so that all people will know what it looks like to walk in his footsteps. The Lord is ever present with us. Rejoice. Rejoice. Joy. Rejoice. You know, it's a proclamation of joy. And people are watching you. People observe you. They're not going to read the Bible, but they'll read your life. And so they're watching you. So they're, they're, they're saying, hey, what do their footsteps look like? Do you want to do footsteps? Kind of. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> but just for, walking in his footsteps but for yeah. me I'll, can i do my yeah. picture yes please okay okay you're getting too excited there babe i know no, just going to okay. back up we're good but when when i see footsteps it's like aslan you know in the in in the, you know wherever they step narnia wherever they'd step in those footsteps the snow would melt and the and the spring flowers would bloom you see where i go in every place that my foot shall tread, it shall be given to me. You see, your footsteps matter. Where you go matters. People are observing you, it matters. But then also, what's fueling your life, the motivation of love and the expression of joy. Let it be real. Let it emanate from your life. And watch the atmosphere change. Watch circumstances to change as you walk and you bring rejoicing wherever you go. Isn't that good? Okay, so we do need to really hustle up here. So number 12, peace is my priority. We spoke about that over the weekend. That's uh, chapter 4, 6 to 7. What I meditate on grows. Oh, can I, we just read the scripture? Okay. Okay, peace is my priority. Don't be anxious about things, but instead pray. Pray about everything. He longs to hear your requests. So just talk to God about your needs. See, this is what I want to mention here is that this is why we don't complain. Because God wants to talk about your needs with you. He doesn't say just pretend they're not there. He doesn't say bury them. He, he doesn't. He, he acknowledges your needs. He acknowledges and respects the fact that you are hurt or whatever that is. Your story is real and what that story of your day might, might be it might be so, it is very valid. So this is our answer for not complaining. So instead of being anxious, you pray, pray about everything. He longs to hear your requests. He's longing to hear from you. He's longing to have time. Or even with, out loud with your own words, you can talk, say, God, this is what I need. I need this, and this is how I've been feeling. And then as soon as I've talked about my needs, then we're going to be thankful for what's going to come. Yep, these are my needs, but the truth is, Jesus, I know that you're faithful. 
but these are my needs, but God, I'm thankful that you're taking me into the, through that portal into the place of hope. And then know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any of our human understanding, will stand watch over you and your hearts and your minds in Jesus. Now you have a bodyguard. Peace is standing guard, watching over you, guarding you, guarding your thoughts. I hope that we've kind of brought enough intrigue this morning that you would go and home and take time and just read through Philippians. You know, it's just a small book. You know, you can probably do it in, you know, 20 minutes and then do it again and do it again. But just take Philippians and just take some time and read through it. Uh, I'm going to give you just a few more points. And uh, so that was uh, 12 piece, my priority 13, what I meditate on grows. That's four, eight through nine. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. You'll but that to, was my favorite no, point you'll too. You'll have to come back and listen to it in Espanol. Um, 14, I live content. Oh, that was hard. Four to ele uh, chapter 4, 11 to 13. And then the last one, God is my source. Mm -hmm. Okay, we, we spoke a lot about that. And that is chapter 4, 19 through 20. Now, these are, you know, really big talking points in so many of these. But what we want to do and spend the rest of our time on, hint. Yes, okay, got it. Is... Uh, <laughs> Is, Point taken. There we go. Is number 10. And right. that is unity. The most important value. So that is uh, chapter 4 in verse 2. And it says this. I urge you to put aside your differences. Agree and work together in the Lord. Hmm. Put aside your differences. Find agreement. The power of agreement is huge. And then begin to work. Work. There's, there's a four-letter word right there, work. And that means it's, it's going to take some effort, might even take a little bit of uh, sacrifice, but we're going to work together. Why? Because we're going to accomplish. You see, we're going to see the kingdom move forward. I'm not going to sit passively aside, but what I want to do is I want to come together. And I also recognize that we have our differences. Not only this has been a relationship weekend, not only do we experience differences in our marriage and in our family. I've got four beautiful kids. They are all different, very different from each other. You parent each one differently. You know, those relationships all have their own unique dynamics. Now you bring it together as the family of God. And here we have our differences. You know, we have um, a different, um, there's an expression that is unique to this family that you just kind of like, hey, I like that. But you see, what I want you to do is I want you to come and be a contributor. What I want you to do is come prepared and to be a giver, even though you might be different, but I've learned to be humble. I've, I've learned how to prefer others as being more important than myself. But also, we do, in our differences, we can experience friction. We can experience a little bit of agitation. What I don't want you to do is give up because more than likely it is um, something within you that's being revealed. Okay, but they made me so angry. 
they disappointed me. I came to church. I walked right past Pastor Ben, and he didn't say hi to me. I, I just couldn't believe. You see, all of a sudden, we take these offenses so easily. And it's just like, wait a minute. I'm a contributor here. I play a significant role to all those that are around me. And we're going to find this place of unity. And we're going to and we're going to come together, and we're going to accomplish some great things in God. So what do we do then when we feel offended, when we feel hurt? What do we do? We take personal responsibility, okay? Love is my motivation, mm -hmm. and I'm going to find a way to walk with you. See, I'm going to lay aside my selfish ambition. I'm going to lay aside my pride, you see, because I see something in you. You see, let's take this into a parenting role. Mm -hmm. It's much, much easier because they're your children, and they're not going anywhere. And one of the greatest things that you can do as a parent is to identify the giftings in them. If you make it all about yourself, you'll clash and you'll fight all the time. But if you're able to begin to identify the uniqueness of character and begin to develop that in them, all of a sudden you become an ally. See, all of a sudden now you begin to serve them and you identify and you grow in them and you nurture them. That's what we need to do as the family of God. In our differences, can we unify one with another in joyful anticipation of a great harvest that is yet ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So what we want to do in these next few moments is then, how do I, in a relationship, make a good apology for the purpose of connecting? I've done a lot of apologizing, but I was always defending and explaining my position and never really connecting. Is that right? Okay, three of us in the room have done that. <laughs> okay, we all have, all right? Why? Because I feel, why do people argue? Why do people fight? Why do things escalate in a relationship? Because I feel as though I'm not being heard. You didn't hear me, you didn't see me, you're, you're not understanding me, therefore I need to say it maybe a little louder or, or, or in another way. And so around the mountain we go again. Then we get agitated. Then, then you get we, aggressive. Then we get aggressive, and then some, eventually, you kind of just give up. You harden your heart. Right. Well, not in this house, you see, because love motivates us. Okay? So how, then, do we have an awesome apology? And what I have found is that when I'm disappointed or I am offended by someone, we want them to apologize, but I need to apologize for my reaction. Okay, I just, I just it's kind of a bender because gotta, that, yeah, that person offended you, and so you And you are right. No, no, but that's what she's saying. It's, it's obvious. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, I am right, and they are wrong. Right. And so often... How they treated me was wrong, or mm -hmm, how... Yeah. how the, the, those and, and you could so easily get other people to agree, to agree with, with you. you. 
so fast. So quickly. Oh, you know what so-and-so did? <laughs> oh, really? You see, all of a sudden, these kinds of things happen. And all then right. you start complaining. And mm. then you get down and start hanging out with yourself. And, and then you get, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay, this so a, let's redeem this real quick, yes. baby. Yeah, you do the downward spiral. Yeah, it's a downward but spiral. But just, I really want to make this point. It's the most, this has been an anomaly for the, maybe the last three or three, maybe just two or three years. Because I didn't know what to do when my when someone hurt my feelings. I don't really get mad, but I get hurt. Because socially, someone says something to me. It's like, wow, like that hurt my feelings. Or because I'm pretty sensitive. Do I have any other sensitive people here? Okay, I. What it's the thing is, is I used to feel. I used to feel like I was like I used to just kick myself. I wish I wasn't so sensitive. But this is the song I sing on the earth, and I want to be my song. And but when I overuse my strength, sensitivity is um, is a strength. Because I can feel not just me, but I can feel you, and I can feel your hearts, and I can feel your need, and I can cry with you in a second, because I can get empathy, because I'm so sensitive. My nerves are at the, my feeling nerves are on the very surface. If you need a hug and we need to cry, I'm there for you. That's a strength, yes, because you're going to feel loved by me. But when I overuse my strength, it becomes a weakness, because then I feel sorry for myself. Wow, you hurt my feelings. I'm feeling sorry now. I not only will I feel sorry for you and cry with you, but I'm going to cry with me too. So that's my strength overused. So what I found when I get hurt, someone hurt my feelings, I would never ask them to apologize, I, but even though it would be kind of amazing if they did. But they never do, do they? Like, how many have been waiting for an apology for about f 14 years, you know? <laughs> Like, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think it's going to happen. You know? You, you can't wait for that apology. But in your hurtness, I know that's not a proper word, you have reacted. There's been reactions. Either you've avoided them or you've, you've, um, you've talked behind their back and told someone else what they did. That isn't okay. You criticized them in your heart. You made judgments against them. You did all these things. It hits home, doesn't it? Like you guys do. This mm -hmm. is really hitting home. So Husbands and wives, I think one of the big one is they begin to withhold their best. Oh, so true. Husbands Bob. and wives, they typically withhold their best. Why? Because you don't deserve my best. Because you hurt me. You see, and, and I'm going to withhold. And, and in, in that withholding, there's that element of punishment you know, because then eventually you're going to say, so what's wrong with you? <laughs> me? <laughs> no, it's you. Because you hurt me. Okay, so again, that's a manipulation. That's a control tactic. It's not love. But fear of being hurt, you will always control. Fear of feeling isolated, you'll always control. Isolation is controlling. Like, you are sending messages with every reaction that you give that person. Okay. We and, oh, really yeah. have to I know. Oh, I see that now. Now you see. Yes. Ugh. I finally see that. Let me paint a picture for you, babe. Okay. <laughs> There's a clock. I will use my imagination. There's a clock and, and, yeah, and it's moving. And the I hands see it moving. Keep moving. I, I see the Can moving. You see that? Yeah, it's moving. Okay, yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. Okay. 
So can you understand why someone hurt you? You might not have to apologize, in, but, but you, in person, but you might in your heart have to apologize to that person. I've done invisible apologies because it wouldn't even help, help the conversation. Sometimes it wouldn't help the conversation or the relationship to actually have the p apology in to person. To have that conversation. Because sometimes they'll just go, what do you mean I hurt you? And then all of a sudden you got a big problem. It's not the most loving thing to do. In other words, deal with you first and foremost. And you probably won't even have to have that conversation with there them. There you go. Unless it's a really big one, then you can. So what you can do is you can make a movie and put that person in front of you and make the apology have to them. Have that conversation. Because it does the same amount of good. We're dealing with invisible everything. <laughs> invisible friends, invisible conversations. But it really helps your inner life to do these things. Okay, mm -hmm. now. Go ahead. So let's, we're going to put on the board the six layers of an apology. These are very important. Okay. Number one, very simple. I'm sorry. We do that one real quick, don't we? And usually we go from one to six. I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And it has not done its work. The apology has not done yeah, its work. I'm so sorry. Number six, will you forgive me? Well, let's take a look at number two. Okay, I'm sorry. And you know what? I take full responsibility. Use the words, I accept responsibility. There was no excuse for what I did. So let's let's uh, let's keep this, Audrey, yeah. in the context of a couple, husband and wife. Okay, sure. Let's do that. Okay, because I'm thinking okay. friends and families I know, I know, and kids. I know, I know. Let's do that as we go sure. through the list. Yeah, and then you Would can apply okay? it to everybody. And then they can apply it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to be here. Till and the 11:30. Baptist will beat us to the buffet. Right. <laughs> can't can't allow that. No, no, we can't. Okay, that was a visual. <laughs> that was a visual, did you say? No. That's good. Yeah. You go and there's, wow. Baptists everywhere eating. <laughs> Taking my food. Okay, all right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, so number one, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then, and, that, and when you say I'm sorry, yeah. you don't do it from the across of the room. To, that's not a good apology. Husbands and wives, relationships, parents, children, we're talking about intimate relationships. You don't here. say I'm sorry while you're looking on your phone in the car. I'm sorry. Yeah. Doesn't work. Okay. Inactivity, stop everything, put your phone down, do a gentle touch. Even if that's one of your kids, just a gentle touch. You mm -hmm. say, you know what? And look into their eyes, say, you know what? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And then I take full responsibility that, you know what? There was no excuse. I shouldn't have avoided you. And I shouldn't have, or whatever that was, put pressure on you to do things my way. And I'm, I'm really sorry that I did, did that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You want me to keep going? Yeah, let's just keep it one direction. Okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I can't, if I had an actual thing to apologize for, I would. I just can't think of anything right now. Is there something I could actually apologize to you for, Bob? Mm -hmm. Okay. Other than feeding me cookies the last few days. Okay. I didn't need that. Okay. I made cookies. I'm really sorry. I know, and I can't say no, so I guess it is my fault. <laughs> Personal responsibility. Darn it. Okay. No, let's keep no, going. No, but. Yes. This is real. Let's pretend I put a lot of pressure on you sure. about something, okay? And sure, I'm sure, so sure. sorry that I put pressure on you. Mm -hmm. When I put pressure on you, it must make you feel trapped and just um, uh, uh, frustrated or... Um, Let's go to bossy. Okay, because I do do that. You do do okay, that. Okay, that'll be real. Then I don't have to pretend. Right. Let's okay. go to bossy. Okay, I don't have to, pre I don't have to pretend. She can do bossy really well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do bossy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am really sorry, Bob, yeah. for when I'm bossy with you. Mm -hmm. And I take full responsibility that I just get super independent. And I think that I just have 
the best way and timeline to do things, and I just override you with mm -hmm. my bossiness. Mm -hmm. And um, when I do that, it must make you feel um, small or devalued or not even important or that your, your opinion doesn't matter, honey, and that's not okay. Like, it, it, I think it just devalues your wisdom and your profoundness when I override you like that and just do things my way without considering you and what your voice is and what you have to say about that. And I'm really sorry for when I'm bossy like that. Is there something I can do to make that right? So then what I would do is I would inter interact, you know, with her on this and I'd say, small isn't one of them. Okay. No, because... It doesn't make you feel small? It doesn't make me feel small. Okay. But unnecessary sometimes. Ah. You know, it's just like, so why would I even engage? Right. Why, why would I even have an opinion? Because we're going to do it your way anyway. Totally. I you can know, see it. You know, and so I, I, with, I pull away rather than moving towards. That's real. Yeah. And unnecessary is not a good feeling, sweetie. Right. That, I, I mean, I can help. Sure. You know, but... but that you, that the fact that I, when I'm but bossy... But I do disengage. Yes. Yes. But that, that makes sense that that would make you feel unnecessary. Right. And that's a terrible feeling. Mm -hmm. So what can I do to make it right? Um, be patient. Because I know that you like things snappy and you want to make a decision yesterday. And sometimes we just need to be patient. That's mm. all. Just give it a yes. little bit of time. Yes. And this conversation helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what, sweetie? I'm going to put a plan together. I know, um, I know I'm a real planned person anyway, but... I'm just going to go to my heart place and say, where can I experience more patience from Jesus and just that self-control that I can trust him? Because when I take over with my own human strength, that's when I get bossy. Mm. You know, so I need to really know God as my source. And, and I'm going to be aware. I think that's what I can do is just I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to make me aware for when my strength is overused and I get super bossy. Because I don't want you to feel unnecessary. And it's unnecessary. the pressure of time. Yeah, that you know, usually when, does when it. When you feel restricted in time, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. Will you forgive me, sweetie? I yeah. mean, that's a lot of oh, them to forgive yes. you. That's years no, no, and years no, no, of bossiness. No, 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 no. Will you forgive me? Good. Yes, okay. I forgive you. All right. Okay. All right. So before we go, we're all going to do this together. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if it was the weekend, we would. We would. But what we've done is we've taken a look at Philippians. And what I want you to do is begin to notice that portal of gratitude being opened. Now, I, I, I do I, I put a pin in that thought right there. I'm going to go back to the apology here, okay? And this is what happens a lot of times, most of the times out of an apology, is that then all of a sudden I begin to recognize, oh, I've maybe been withholding my best. Oh, maybe I have withdrawn. Now I can apologize. Because when I do that, it must make you feel. You see, what I want to do is underscore number three. You cannot have a, a real complete apology without connecting with, with how the other person is experiencing you. So then that phrase there, this must have made you feel. 
and then your spouse might be saying, no, that's not it. Like what you did with me. Yeah. yeah. And then you just go a little you bit. You just no. talk about it. And then, well, tell me, how does it make you feel? You see, because now I'm choosing to connect. Now I'm desiring you. Now I'm wanting you. You see, because I want to experience in our marriage and in our home joy. I, I want love to really be our fuel. You see, I want us to experience the benefits of our union of oneness. And usually, most of us apologize like this. I'm Even in your gentleness, I'm so sorry. I take full responsibility, but I didn't mean to. It wasn't my intention. It was, I didn't mean to. That's not what I meant to do. You've just gotten an F in your apology. Because it's not about you. This apology is about the other person. This thing can change your life, you guys. It, it does. I, I mean, I, honestly, just even in the last week or two, uh, we had a very, very busy day. And, uh, you know, it's just a real-life story. And our son comes down, and he's just like, okay, what's for dinner? You know, it's like 7, 8 o'clock at night. And we're, like, wiped. I had 12 hours straight in the office. And, uh, and it was just like, oh. So he and mom didn't connect real well. And uh, <laughs> so everything was okay, but mom went for a walk. And, you know, she, she just needed some time. I mean, big, big, big day. And so I was there with Robert, and I said, hey, Robert, let, let me help you with something. And I began to walk him through, you know, the, the layers of an apology. And, you know, with regards to number three, you know, taking personal responsibility. And he says, but the biggest hurdle that we really kind of just had to work through was, but I didn't mean that. That's the whole thing. It was never his intention to, to hurt ever hurt me. Or take advantage of or me. Or to take or advantage or to put that expectation. It, that wasn't it. And he says, so then why would I apologize when I did nothing wrong? See, now we're at a stalemate. And I'm telling you, it's, it happens all the time in relationships, is that all I hold to my right to being right because I am right. And I didn't lay, mean to. Lay down that right for the sake of the relationship. See, every time that you demand that you're right, you walk away from a relationship. So lay that down, and then all of a sudden, it's not about me. Mom got hurt. Now would you then, yeah, let love be your motivation and move towards her. Mom, I'm sorry. You know, it must have made you feel after a big day, you know, overwhelmed. Yeah. And that was the word we came to. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the connection. And that's where hearts, you know, come together. Are you with me? Yeah. This will change your life. It will. Okay, my love. Endless stream of joy is for you. Close your eyes, everyone. And just get back to that, how we started with that stream. Because of Jesus in your secret place, you can rest in that stream Play in that stream, whatever it is. But just everyone repeat after me and say, thank you, Jesus, that you give us, you give me wisdom through your word of how I can have joy and really walk in love, be motivated by love, and always rejoice because you gave me the wisdom for this. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well. Make sure you take a picture of this, wrote this down, whatever it might be. Uh, yeah.
listen to our podcast yeah. because we go into a lot All more detail. All about relationships. You can search it, talk about, you know, apologies. Thanks for staying so late after school. Really, you guys, really this was a long you. one. Yeah, long. Big day. Big day. Big weekend. Good day. But we love y'all and really look forward to it. And he who began a good work in you.